to quickly send amazing looking emails to your prospects and customers in just minutes? AWeber is the market leader in making email marketing powerfully simple for small business. Visit aweber.com for a 30-day free trial. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Lance Cummings. He is the president of Nectify, a company billed as a growth content company. We're going to talk about his entrepreneurial journey, how his company runs, and maybe what else he's up to on the side. So Lance, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. So so let's start off with your story. How did you kind of get to this place where you are the president of the company um, and doing other entrepreneurial things? You're going to love this. I'm going to give you the, the full story, but super quick. So um, back in 1996, I um, wanted to start my own business. And I asked my mom, hey, what businesses could I do from home? And she's like, well, this web design thing is actually pretty interesting. Have you thought about that? And I was like, well, okay. I bought a book called Teach Yourself HTML in 24 Hours. And I, I didn't realize that that meant like, you know, 24 days of one hour sessions, maybe. I, I spent like 24 hours and built a website and said, I'm open for business. Let's do this. Um, that business lasted exactly two years. <laughs> <laughs> because I had no idea how to run a business. Um, but it got my interest in web, all things web, you know, so um, learned a ton. I was actually building like ASP custom shopping carts, all this crazy stuff that I don't even know how to do now. Like I, I've forgotten everything. And, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I got a real job. Well, I got, you know, somebody else paying me at least for a little while. I actually, this is where my story gets crazy. So I actually got involved being a music pastor at a church in Georgia. I then moved my family to Kansas to be a music guy out there. We did that for six years. And then we decided we would move to Boston because this is where my marketer brain kicked in. I was like, there are not a lot of the type of church that we are at out there in Boston. Let's go out there and start one. So I literally moved my family my three kids and my wife and I to Boston. We didn't know anybody. Um, I didn't do like that. I don't know if you know anything about like how people normally start churches, but they raise all this money and do all this crazy stuff. I didn't do any of that. I was just like, let's see what happens. This is going to be a great adventure. So we moved out there and I expected to find a job. I was just going to get hired somewhere. Well, I didn't really think about it. Your resume looks a little odd when you've been in church work for like 12 years. So nobody hired me. And I thought, oh, I guess I need to start my own business again. <laughs> so, so I, um, man, I just quickly brushed up on what I remembered. I uh, did a ton of crash course learning. I uh, started building websites. And then I realized there's this moment when you build a website. Um, after you have the design, usually you say to the client, hey, can you just send over the copy for the website? And then there's this big panic moment. <laughs> Because they don't know what to write. And um, so I started doing that. And that's when I realized it was a big opportunity in content. All that good stuff. So that, that was 2010. Awesome. So uh, I built maybe a dozen websites in front page. Okay, yeah. Microsoft Builder that uh, one of the one of the early ones on there. And it just it scares me to think about that now. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Like that was the first time you could like use templates because you, otherwise you were coding in straight up HTML. 
in text editor. So I got to know um, what's in the name. What's what's up with Nectify? Um, all right. So in full disclosure, you mentioned about your name duct tape marketing when you and I were offline a second ago. Um, so I actually named my company. <laughs> you're going to laugh at me now. Nearly Freelance. Because, you know, my name's Lance. Near, yeah, there's too many things going on there. Um, and um, after two years, I'm like, I need something different. I, I'm tired of people calling me freelance, almost free, completely free. So um, we lived in Boston, and I love the Boston accent. It's still one of my favorite things about Boston. Um, and my neighbor, Kyle, he'd come over, and he had the strongest Boston accent. And so... I loved that. And then I love the concept in nature. This whole thing with how nectar works is really crazy to me because basically plants are like producing stuff that all the little bugs and the bees love, right? They fly in and grab it. And meanwhile, pick up whatever pollen the flower has and spread it. And so this is about nectar. Yeah, it looks a little Boston accent. Nectify. I don't know. It's lame. Well, it uh, you know it's it's one of those things that is uh, is meant to be memorable. But I'm sure you I'm sure I'm not the first person that's asked you what's with that name. All right, you you are billed as a growth content company. Um, I know this is going to sound like a stupid question, but how would you define what content is today? You know, for uh, marketers. Yeah. So I mean, content, as far as I can tell, for marketers is literally anything that you put out <laughs> that's i think particularly designed to to educate entertain inspire not necessarily directly sell um that's what differentiates it from just like advertising what do you think yeah i think well i i mean that's that's the thing i think it's a fine line i, I mean i almost have have come to say any way in which you communicate you know is some form of content you know video email audio, even sales copy uh, that's meant to sell. I mean, it's, in a lot of ways, I think that's that collectively is is content. Um, well, let me ask you this. In the time that you've uh, uh, had your company, uh, how do you feel like it's uh, kind of what, what's – how has the role of content changed in your view? I think content has gone through some interesting um, developments, let's say. So – um, you know, 10, was it 10, 12 years ago, HubSpot really kind of popularized this inbound marketing thing, which it wasn't new. It's just, they put a term around it. And that was sort of the, the wave that we started to ride. Um, but we realized pretty quickly that what happened is there was a lot of emphasis on like the tactics of inbound marketing and a failure to recognize that without genuine human quality to what you write, and a connection is just crap. I mean, it doesn't matter if you get somebody to the site, if what they read isn't something that makes them really be glad they found that it's a waste. And so to me, that's one of the big iterations that's happened with content is that it went from like this game where you, you, you play and you try to beat Google and trick them to get somebody to your site. And, you know, and you forget like, this is a human on the other end reading this. This isn't, you know, this is so strange that you would game somebody to become a client. So, you know, for us, the evolution is content now, you know, a computer can generate most of the content that inbound marketers used to just regurgitate constantly. 
Um, and so this is about how do we as humans tell a human story? How do we explain something so that the, the litmus test for us is if your ideal customer, we call them personas like other geeky marketers, is if they, when they see that piece of content, they're glad they found it. Simple test. Um, for us, that's how it's changed. Yeah, and I and I think that in the early days it was it was sort of novel, you know, that people had content, and obviously, like you said, the search engines didn't have as much content to chew through, so they would surface your content. It was actually a pretty easy game uh, in, in some ways, and I think that you know, even even on the recipient side, I mean, the behavior of consuming content was in its early stages, and so the expectation wasn't there; that people weren't, you know deluged with it. And so um, I, I think what's happened now is is because it's because it's become a, a an absolute significant part of the buyer's journey. I mean people aren't not, aren't buying today and you know without content and without a journey uh, that's led by that content that you know as you just said it, it the, the bar is just so significantly higher uh, than, it, than it was. And I think you can say that for all the tactics. I mean, email marketing used to be really easy. I mean, a lot of people in the early days of social media, you know, it was a, you know, pretty much a, a, an easy game to, you know, to try to attract people. So, you know, I think the, the, the role has changed as much as anything because of the expectation of the buyer, I think. That's a really good point. Yeah. It, the, the, the thing too, that we've seen is when people, because they're better at it, because customers are better at it, they can identify when it's poorly done a lot more quickly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's, that's, you know, the, not that there's strict divisions for generations, but you know, you, you look at millennials particularly, you know, as a buying group and, and because I happen to be a parent of several, you know, I know this behavior quite well. Um, you know, they, they, you know, they'll go to a website and, you know, they'll bounce off of that in a couple of seconds if it doesn't act like they think it should act. Uh, and I think that's a, you know, that's what marketers are, are up against, whether they know it or not. That's actually, John, that's actually how I selected my um, accounting software back when I started my company, which is pathetic. That's a terrible reason to start or to choose accounting software. I got to the website and I went, yeah, I like this. I'm going to use their software. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna guess it's FreshBooks. Actually, I use Zero out of New Zealand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, with more than 20 years of proven success helping more than one million small businesses around the world, Aweber's powerfully simple email marketing solutions make it easy for you to connect with people and build your business quickly and easily. Build lists of contacts, send and automate emails and newsletters, and analyze your email performance with Aweber. And if you need help, Aweber's customer solutions team is available 24-7 from their Pennsylvania headquarters to help you grow your business through email marketing. Visit aweber.com for a free 30-day trial. We just talked about what content is, the role of content, how it's changed. Um, you define something uh, called growth content as being kind of different than than maybe the inbound marketing approach. So you want to uh, elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. So. It was it was sort of a response to what we were seeing. We were using the phrase inbound marketing an awful lot. And because HubSpot's fantastic at recruiting people <laughs> and recruiting companies in all walks of life, suddenly there's all these people talking about inbound marketing this and inbound marketing that. And it's like, oh, boy, this is all messed up. And so we really thought, like, let's just think about what we're really, really good at. 
what we think really makes a difference in the marketplace. And then let's figure out what, what identifies that. So for us, we decided to call it growth content because it is content specifically designed to grow organic traffic. So we, for instance, don't necessarily write, um, we don't write like narrative pieces on a website. We don't write just great stories, even though perhaps for some brands that would be a worthwhile effort. That's just not what we do. So really it's like old school SEO, although we never use those letters ever. Uh, I'll have to go wash my mouth out with soap after this interview. Um, Old school SEO with really genuine high quality content that's created with like subject matter expert interviews, but everything is around growth. So like when we're creating the calendars, this is designed for growth. If it's not designed for growth, we're not going to do it. Um, that's, that's where we kind of married those two words together. Well, so, so where does, um, you know, where's the separation between growth and just awareness is awareness, just a step. I mean, because I, I, again, a lot of times the first thing we have to do is let somebody know we're out there or that we understand what their problem is. Uh, is that, you know, is that growth or is that, you know, before growth? Yeah, it's a great question. So for us, you know, to, to get, to geek out a little bit about the buyer journey, right. That top of the funnel is an awareness stage. So for us, that content is vital uh, and it probably just serves an awareness function, but awareness is the leading indicator of growth. So we definitely write stuff around that. So are there, you know, there are many types of content that people can consume and and maybe in some cases their preferred, you know, method to consume content. I know when my books come out, for whatever reason, um, the audio book is a few weeks later or a few months later, and I always hear from people. It's like, I only listen to audiobooks. When's it coming out? Um, are there forms of content that you would say today uh, people uh, need to be doing more of, um, you know, like audio or video, for example? Yeah, so it really depends on your audience, right? Like you, you kind of alluded to that a minute ago. Um, for our clients, they're all what we call Brainiac B2B clients, which basically means they have a complex product or service. Their persona may or may not be technical. So each one of those, first of all, we just look at like, what are their, how do they consume stuff, right? Um, For a lot of people, ironically, in 2020, it's still written, which is just feels very arcane, but still effective. Um, For younger demographics, you're getting into video uh, explanation of what's even on the page, like, Let's just watch this video instead of reading the two paragraphs, which blows my mind because I'm not that demographic. Um, Then there's the thing coming that I think is really cool. And it's kind of the marriage of several of these ideas. And basically, it's like the revival of radio, much like we're doing here with podcasts, right? Is audio content on your website, basically audio content on demand for every type of article that you can do. So uh, like I'm familiar with companies that are spinning up content that then it, you can add it into like custom podcast playlists to listen to on the ride home and to work and so forth. Like that's really a really cool idea and another way to get your content in front of people that I think really marries pretty well with where things are headed. Yeah. I I've been such a proponent of the audio content. In fact, I wrote like a, my obligatory trends for, you know, every year uh, post and I put audio content on there as, as a trend. And, you know, that sounds sort of absurd. I've been podcasting since 2005. Um, you know, how is that a trend? But I think what you just mentioned 
is, you know, people like a lot of things. They saw it as a podcast, you know, as like that was a thing. But a podcast is nothing more than audio content. Um, and I think now people are just finding ways to distribute audio content. And to me, um, the beauty of it is the portability, like you just mentioned. I mean, videos, you know, for me, videos, I can't sit still in front of a, <laughs> in front of a, a monitor and watch something for 20, 30, 40 minutes. But I could put it in my head and go walk for 20 or 40 minutes. And I think that that's what, to, to me, that's one of the great appeals of audio content. Yeah, I love that. I, I think it's also interesting. A friend of mine pointed out that audio content, especially in mass distribution. So like think Kmart blue, sh- blue light special attention shoppers. Basically, that audio content is really coming back into effectiveness because everybody's face is buried in their own device. The only way to get their attention in mass would be through sound. And I think that's a pretty interesting, um, you know, assessment. So you have a little side uh, hustle. That uh, if if people were, were I, this is just an audio uh, only podcast, as listeners know, but uh, I do record with video too. And uh, Lance has a nice little background behind him because we're all on these video chats and these interviews and things like Zoom and different uh, uh, Skype and different platforms. So you want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, that idea? Sure. So I started, um, so when we started Nectify, we hired um, remote team members. And that wasn't necessarily on purpose that I set out to build a remote company, but that's it, what we have. And we love it. And um, so we also use Zoom for everything, for video calls with all of our clients. I use it for all my sales stuff, marketing stuff. And I realized, man, we got to do something about how we present ourselves as a team. Like, I just want to present a professional look. It doesn't have to be formal or scary or anything. It just needs to be consistent. So I started like, I bought some pipe and drape. I did like the video backgrounds you can use for video photography. I bought all this stuff and sent it to my team and they would like use it for a little bit and then stop using it. Cause they go, man, this is just super inconvenient. It doesn't fit in my room. This is bigger than my room, all this great stuff. So I'm like, okay, there has to be something. I couldn't find anything. So I said, DIY guy, I'm going to figure out a way to build this myself. And came up with some ideas. And then I realized, oh my, this is like something that people could actually use because it's tailored for remote workers doing video stuff. It's just the right size, no bigger, fold it down. So we started a company called Anyvu. It doesn't mean anything. My daughter helped me name it. Um, and so the whole, whole idea is that these are portable backdrops that are brand, branded, can break down into a, ends up being in a six by six by 26 inch long thing portable. Um, we're actually in prototype phase right now. We shipped, we're shipping them that aren't, they don't break down all the way. They're still kind of a little bit bigger, uh, but we're getting a lot of great feedback right now. You can go look at anyvu.com uh, and kind of see what we're doing. If you're interested in participating in that, you can just fill out the contact form or send me an email. Um, but my, my kids and I are doing this. So this is part of what makes it fun. Um, in fact, my daughter, we're actually at anyvu right now. I zoomed out so you can see like the drop, the edge of the drop and all this. Uh, my daughter's back there helping me sew. My son helps assemble these things. We're learning about business together, so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that is awesome, and it's kind of it kind of reminds me of the uh, the old projector screen, you know, that you'd bring in and kind of pop up, um, you know, the the you know kind of the school size 
not not the giant thing. All right, so so Lance, tell people how they can find out more about Nectify, and then obviously uh, Anyvu as well. And, and I hope you have your kids designing that uh, that website for Anyvu too. That's right. It's we got something up there going. Um, so Nectify.com is our growth content company. Um, that's if you're a, a Brainiac B2B company, you sell to like a complex product or service, and you're trying to actually grow your leads and traffic with really high quality content in pretty complex areas. Uh, that's Nectify.com. Um, anyvu.com is if you're a remote worker and you want to, to really present yourself professionally on video, um, get, get one of these drops. We're in prototype phase. So if you mention this, I'll actually give you, and you send me an email, Lance at anyvu.com. I'll send you a coupon code. So you can get it really cheap since it's in prototype phase and give me some feedback. Um, and we'd love to build one for you. Awesome. Well, Lance, thanks for coming, sharing your journey and about your various uh, ventures. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, run into you soon out there on the road. Thanks so much, John. I really appreciate it. It's been fun talking with you.